He feared that the restaurant business, which outsiders adored and thought would be so relaxing and congenial until they waded in and found it was all oil, spatter, and mayhem, might spell the destruction of Harry's many, if poorly applied, gifts. For once, Harry might have come upon a task where sheer energy and will might not be enough. Harry leaned back on his heels and looked up at Leo. I do know, he said. Okay, said Leo. Hey, who'd you get for investors anyway? Mostly the landlord. He gets to have a long-term tenant for once, he hopes, and he can swan in any time he likes. He paused. Then a small business loan. Mom and Dad chipped in a little, too. Britt's head jerked back in surprise. Leo's eyebrows darted up as he said, You took Mom and Dad's money? They're retired. It's enough you're staying with them. They offered. Insisted, even. I didn't clean out their savings. It was very modest. And you know I'm paying them rent, right? More than what they wanted me to pay, if you must know. I didn't just show up and ask Mom to do my laundry. He delivered the last part with equal measures of defensiveness and amusement, and was rewarded with a collective snort at the idea of their mother doing laundry for any of them. There'd been an individual laundry policy in place since Leo was still standing on a chair to reach the washing machine. But man, Harry, said Britt, we never asked them to invest in wine sap. I know, Harry said. They didn't pay for any schooling for me, though. I did it all with scholarships and work-study. I think they felt it was unequal. Oh, said Leo. Brit, who'd also long forgotten about the expenses of his education, looked sheepish. For wine sap, Leo and Brit had cobbled together their own small business and personal loans, along with money from a few wealthy investors who liked the tax break and the special treatment. No one in his right mind bet on a non-franchised restaurant to be a money-making investment, but now and again people got lucky. There was a silence until Britt said, Tell him where you got the bar top, Harry. Craigslist for a hundred bucks, Harry said, his voice lightening. Some lady in Pottstown's grandfather died and this was in his attic. Can you believe it? I'm gonna have people cooking behind it, since the space isn't big enough just to use it as a straight-up bar. Leo shrugged, more to himself than to anyone else. It was not a bad solution. He didn't love to watch cooks at work when he went out, but other people were into these things. He gazed at the round of light on the metal, which was widening as Harry polished. It's amazing, Leo said. Britt hadn't come to this neighborhood in years, and as he drove away from Harry's restaurant space with Leo brooding in the passenger seat, he remembered why. This section of town had always had a certain amount of... Call it grit, he decided, but when they were kids, even teenagers, it had felt more gruff and working class. No frills, but not dangerous. Now the bars he drove past looked not like shot-in-a-beard joints where you might go after a shift, but crooked and grimy, with more than one window boarded up, the kinds of places frequented by the real alcoholics, the ones who'd made a profession of it. Did you try to talk him into another location? Britt asked. He glanced toward Leo, who was peering out his window with a frown. He'd already signed the lease, Leo said. 
I didn't realize the landlord was the main investor. I told him he could break it. I told him he should break it. How'd that go over? About like you'd expect. Britt nodded. Harry had waited until he was deep into this venture before bringing it to them. He suspected that Harry didn't really want their input at all. He hummed under his breath as they entered the greener, cleaner part of town on the way to their restaurant. The sugar maples were turning crimson and golden. Leo was quiet as they neared the gray stone facade of wine sap and pulled around the back. He seemed to become focused and inward as they began each day at the restaurant, so interior that when summoned, he often looked at Brit for a split second before he took in who was speaking to him.